Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is up? It's Thursday night. You know what that is. It's time for the preview. I'm Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm your podcast producer. With me, as always, is editor Dave Schofield. Dave, what is going on? Uh, but right now, we're just a dynamic duo. We're having some technical issues from one Jefferson Hartman. Um, I guess maybe he's pulling the eternal and we're back move. I don't know. But uh, we held up a little bit because... I thought that I thought it might be an award that was announced towards the end of the show and we'd get to go here and then we'd find out about it. But the NFL awards are tonight and they they hit a big one towards the beginning. Go ahead. Set us up, Brian. Yes. The news. <laughs> one JJ Watt. All he said is the defensive player of the year is he just said TJ. TJ. <laughs> And the Trent crowd Jordan went nuts. <laughs> he becomes Finally. the. Um, I'm I'm trying to think because I looked this up for for the article, which is already out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But I was looking at you know Steelers that have won it. He becomes this is the what what is it? He's the it's the eighth time a member of the Steelers has has won the award. He's the seventh Pittsburgh Steeler to do it because someone won it twice. Brian, and that was wow. I'm actually gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get you a trivia to start. I, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, Jack Lambert or Mel uh, n- no, they both won it. 
Blunt in 75, Lambert in 76, but you're missing who won it the first two times it was it was a member of the Steelers. Joe, Joe Green. Joe Green won it in 72 and 74. Remember, the award started in 71. Then the other winners were... I know Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson in 93. And then uh, Debo. James Harrison in 08. Debo in, in 08. And the last member of the Steelers to win it was... Would it be Mel? Did Mel ever win one? Mel? Mel Blunt. Oh, oh no, Paul Mello. Troy Paul Yeah, Paul Mello was the last, but you had already said Mel Blunt, hadn't you? Yes, uh, Paul Mello yes. won it in, yeah. in 10, 2010. Yes, yes, in 2010, it was Troy Paul Mello. So TJ Watt gets his name up there. Here's the thing with that, in my opinion. it People were saying he should have won last year. Last year, I feel, was a little bit more of a coin flip. He really should have won it the year before, in my opinion, when you look at it, because you talk about, you know, all those great interceptions and numbers and stuff for Stefan Gilmore. But the problem is he was getting burnt a lot. He was getting burnt at times. And they still gave him defensive player of the year when TJ was just constantly solid. So to me, I mean, he had a chance to, to, to be three years running, but you know, it is what it is. That stuff doesn't matter. TJ Watt is the 2021 NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Hey, and looky what we got here. Yeah, technical difficulties, technical <laughs> He was celebrating. He was had, celebrating the award. Had to talk to Trent real quick. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, we're here. We're there. We're here. It's okay. Finally, they got it right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah. Love I it. Throw my if I could have thrown my computer through a wall, I would have. But then I wouldn't be able to do a show, so I couldn't do that. Anyways, what did so. I miss? We talked about TJ Watt. <laughs> well, we <laughs> talked about. We're, we're we're only not even four minutes into Doesn't the show. Doesn't this feel Jeff, kind so. of anticlimactic? Doesn't this feel like he's been jipped for so long? It's like, well, yeah, yeah. Finally, I mean, yes. You know what? It's going to feel exactly yeah. like it's going to be when Heinz Ward makes the Hall of Fame. I sorry, Brian, I just want to get no, Jeff all Brian, up. Brian, did you listen to that show? Did you listen to my Wednesday? Yes, Let's I Ride did. Brian? And I I I could tell you I absolutely did because you uh, said something about Buff and if you are a Buffalo fan and <laughs> you said yeah. something about Buffalo fans after your Andre Reed rant. So I thought it was awesome. It was a great show. So go ahead and check it out if you have not as of yet. No, the hold on a second. They brought it up. I'm getting fired up because I'm looking at my. <laughs> I know. I was just. How has he Jeff, not been a finalist? <laughs> I know. Like that's that's what really chaps my. You know what is that he hasn't even been a finalist yet. He's been a semifinalist every year of availability since he's retired in 2011. Eligible in 2016. Semifinalist every year. He's never been a finalist. Um. Or, we've or got some he? breaking uh no but we've got some breaking well, news for much check this out which oh. is which I, is the, you just the, stole the my defensive player. yeah sorry, you're, you're out, behind defensive player of the year voting votes tj watt 40 micah parsons five aaron donald three tj watt never uh, tj watt never got he never got double team that's why aaron donald gets double team all the time yeah that's a landslide. Yeah, wow. Is. Well, it should be that way. All right, let, we can way. let Jeff get That's back to no, It's, yeah. fine. it's <laughs> fine. But no, you're right. How is he not a finalist? Jeff, if you 
I'll say this. If you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're with us here live on YouTube or Facebook and you have, and you are not listening to the audio only podcasts, you are missing out on so much. You got to go back to listen to, to Jeff's let's ride from Wednesday. He laid out the case for Heinz Ward for the hall of fame beautifully. Trust me. If you haven't heard it already, you need they to go played two out. more freaking seasons than him, and they already have a gold jacket, and he can't even be a finalist. That's what I don't get. Yeah. Andre Reed. Yeah. I remember Andre Reed. He was nothing to write home about. That guy was just a uh, – he was a chump. Like Chris Carter. From, least. From, from Cutstown University. I don't care where he came from. <laughs> that, that, that's where I went to track camp when I was in high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay, let's not get started on that. All right. Uh, okay. What are we talking about in this show, <laughs> Brian? What do we got? Yeah, Brian, this is your show. Go for it. <laughs> well, you know what? It's uh, it's funny. I am going to give the. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the host tonight, so I'm going to pass the baton back over to Jeff after I explain what we're going to do. So you, uh, you know, here here's the thing. Right now, everybody's talking about who's the next quarterback going to be. Who's going to be the next GM? Oh, who are the Steelers going to draft? What key free agents? So I figured we'd go in a different direction. And we would look at the slate of games. They're, we know the 17 games they're playing. We just don't know when they're playing. We know they've who they've got at home and who they've got on the road. But we thought we'd take a way too early look and make some predictions for the season schedule where they are right now. Now, you might think that's a little bit crazy because, like, you know, we don't know who the team is. But with the with what the other teams look like at this moment, and one's still playing, one they're going to be playing twice, is still still has one more game left. But we thought we'd take a look at the slate of games and and have some fun with the schedule and, and uh, see if we could put together a record right now. This is going to be difficult. And I oh, bring- my gosh, yeah. I bring this, I always think back to last season when the schedule was released and we do our, we did our, we always do every year. We do our schedule release podcast with our predictions. And I remember it was the Minnesota game where Dave had said, and he thinks about like, well, which game is going to be Thursday night. And that was a game that most of us, when we saw the opponents, which is what we're doing tonight, we're like, oh, that's a win. That's eh, Minnesota. You know, Minnesota's not that good. Kirk Cousins, not that good, but then you throw it in a Thursday night game after the Ravens game at home. And you're thinking this might be more of a challenge than you think. And Dave was the one that predicted that uh, accurately. So let's take a look. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we know that they play the division uh, this year. Boy, we're talking about topsy turvy. You sweep the Browns and the Ravens and then you get swept by the Bengals, which at least they're in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, at least if you're going to lose too, but, how do you see them faring in the, uh, well, hold on, Sean Manahan, uh, before we get started, he puts this in $2 tip. He said, uh, who's the quarterback? We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll have plenty of time to talk about that, Sean. Um, how do you see them faring in the uh, AFC North, Brian? You know what? I, I'm really thinking that the, uh, you know, if the Bengals win this game, win the Super Bowl, then there's a possibility that they could be in Cincinnati on opening night on Thursday night. You you could oh, God. you could possibly see something like that, which you know I know I know that's not anything that we want, but that's that's an interesting concept because they're going to go ahead and look at a team that is very attractive to put up there, and I don't know uh, uh, 
who's playing Cincinnati. And I, I know it's, you're looking at teams like the Cowboys are probably the only NFC team you would probably put on opening night, but you could always think that that's a possibility dealers. But I think when you're looking at the division, I think they have a chance to go four and two in that division again. And I realize we know there's not a, we don't have the quarterback yet, but we know one thing about the Steelers that they put together. When you think they're going to be three and 14, they put together a much better season. Cause I'm going to reference 2019 as always and say duck and Rudolph got them there. So no matter what the situation is, this is a winning team. This is a team that knows how to compete. And, and I'm going to go ahead and my early prediction before I even know anything is they could go four and two in the division. And one of those wins will be against Cincinnati. Mm. Dave, what do you think about division, uh, the division this upcoming season? I, it's, mm. Well, if you listen to Stat Geek this morning, I you did. might have learned that every time on – it's only been three times that every time an, an AFC North opponent made the AFC championship game, the Steelers split with them the next year, but that was the Ravens all three years. And one of those years, it was because the Steelers played them in the AFC championship game, but that was just something that I was asked um, to today. That's really hard to figure out, um, but I could, I could see them just, I, I don't know who the wins would be against, but I could see them. I'm, I'm going to say, um, I'll, I'll go with Brian. I'm going to go four and two. And remember, we still don't know who's the quarterback, what's the offensive line going to look like, all this other stuff. So we can say this now, and you're like, what gives you the confidence? Probably nothing. So maybe I'll say three and three in the division. If they can go 500 in the division um, the first year without Ben Roethlisberger, I'll, I'll take that as a pretty good season. There's a reason why this podcast is titled the way too early. Okay. So people that are freaking out in the live chat, like we don't know who the quarterback is. No kidding. We don't know who the quarterback is. I'm going to say three and three. Uh, I actually thought that this year they had a chance for three and three. They ended up four and two. Um, I thought they they were going to sweep the Bengals. That didn't happen. Uh, But you never know. That's the AFC North. It's difficult to uh, try to predict. Um, But let's take a look at, let's look at that. Go ahead. Can I say one other thing sure. real quick? Brian said about the Cincinnati Bengals, if they win, that the Steelers could be traveling there. I will tell you this. I'm going back, and with the exception of 2019, when it was not the Super Bowl champion playing on Thursday night. Do you remember that? It was the the, the 100 years, so it was Chicago and Green yes. Bay. I'm oh, going yeah, back. Yeah. The last time the Thursday night game in week one was against two teams from the same division was 2008. They generally don't put division games in that opening one. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I need to jump in on that. No, the Giants. Okay, you sure? Yeah, the Giants and the Cowboys played, I believe it, I don't know whether it was 14 or 15, but the Giants and Cowboys opened on, on opening night. Um, after the Giants won their last Super Bowl. So that might even be when what year did the Giants win their last Super Bowl? Because I'm not seeing them on here. I would say eleven. So that you know what? They don't have a 2012 here. Hmm. On, on my list. That might be why it went all the way back to the Giants in 08. I'll 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 see what I can find there. Give me just a moment. Go ahead. Moving on. Actually, you know what? What's funny, for some reason that was a Wednesday night, too. 
I think something happened. They had to move that game to Wednesday instead of Thursday. Maybe so that could be the reason why that that could have been because I just you know I did a filter. I'm like, oh, the easiest way to find it's Thursday night games. So you said 2012. Um, yeah, that was on a Wednesday against the Cowboys. So yeah, that would be the last one. So whoo, but still, that's that's still been over 10 years. Well, it will be 10 years, and. Do we know what they, who cares? We're talking about Steelers. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, okay. Back to <laughs> back to the show. Um, let's look at the home slated games. We talked about the division. Here are the home teams the Steelers will be playing. Remember, they'll have one more road game than they will at home because last year it was opposite with the odd number of games. And that game is against uh which oh, the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Yeah, that's the extra one's the yes. gonna be the Eagles. Yes. So the New England Patriots, the New York Jets, let's start there. That's the AFC East uh, tandem that will be coming to Heinz. Well, maybe not Heinz Field. Maybe it will be, be coming to Pittsburgh. US, it'll be coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, Brian, yeah. <laughs> in those two games, how do you see that shaken down? You know what? Who picked this topic? <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, who? Yeah, what genius decided to do this? <laughs> I don't know. It was like a month ago when we decided this. <laughs> I, you know, with a home game, I actually think that this team could go ahead. Uh, I could actually see them beating the Jets, possibly beating the Patriots. Uh, but the Patriots are probably going to be a little bit better than they were this year with Mac Jones' second year. So I'm going to go one and one in those games. I'll I'll say uh, they take the Jets and I'll lose to the Pats at home. Dave, what do you think? That sounds about right. About going one and one at, at this at this stage of the game, um, mainly because I think what's I like thinking about this because right now Brian says, oh, I think they could beat the Jets and lose to the Patriots. Wait till the schedule comes out in probably uh, May is is when it's been coming out now. Um, (laughs) Sorry, it's going to be May. Um, That based on how this plays out, I wouldn't be shocked if we if we completely switch those, you know, based on oh, next thing you know, they're going to get New England at home on a Monday night or something like that. We might feel differently about it. But, yeah, I I would say at this venture, one on one sounds good. I'm going to go two and zero on in those two. Uh, a because I'm a homer. B because, or I'm sorry, the way I do it. A and two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was one, you one, and one and B. B. One and B. There you go. <laughs> um, so and then pie. If you can't laugh at yourself. If you can't laugh yeah. at yourself, you have a problem. Um, so I think I think the Steelers. I don't know without without Brady and Buzz. And we're back. Is Belichick the same without Brady? I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Might be a different story there. Now we go to the NFC South pairing, and that is the New Orleans Saints, who are in salary cap hell, have no quarterback, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus Tom Brady as of now, coming to Pittsburgh. What do you think about that duo of games, Brian? I'm taking them both. Steelers 2-0. Dave? Dave? Yeah, they have as many question marks as the Steelers do. So you go based on what they have right now. And what the Steelers have right now is the defensive player of the year. So I'll go 2 0 as well. <laughs> yeah, I think 2 0. I mean, Sean Payton, boy, did he get out at the right time? Screws yeah. him with the salary cap and says, I'm out of here. You don't have a quarterback. I'm leaving. And they, they're they like 60 some million dollars over the cap. I don't know. And they have no quarterback. 
And I don't know what, I guess Tyson Hill, I don't know. Taysom Hill, whatever you say his name is. And, and the last Michael time, Thomas is nowhere yeah. to be seen. No, it doesn't mm-hmm. even want to play there anymore. Uh, and then the last, the final home game was the second place team in the AFC West, which is the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders will be coming to Pittsburgh, and we don't know if it'll be Derek Carr, will it be Marcus Mariota, will it be someone else? Who knows? Brian, what do you think about that final home game? I'm going to go ahead and, well, this is a tough one because if it's Derek Carr, I think this could actually be a team that we're talking about in deep into January next year. But, and I really think it's going to be. So let's go ahead and say it's Carr. And I'm going to go ahead. They don't do well against the Raiders for some reason. So I'll take the L on this one. Dave, thoughts? Yeah, I don't care who the quarterback is. I'm going to, in my mind, that's going to be an L until other things happen um, to change it. Yeah. Just based on history. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree with both of you there. Let's go to the road schedule. So we already know that we have the division on the road. Uh, Then you have the NFC South pairing, which is the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers on the road. Is the NFC South not the worst division in football, at least on paper right now, that they just – all four teams just look like they're absolute garbage. So, Brian, in the NFC South, those two games, what do you think? You are correct. Brady and Breeze are, are long gone, and you turn around and you see these two teams on the road. They've never really had a problem in Carolina. They've really never had a problem. Well, actually, the only time they have a problem with Carolina is in that fourth preseason game, <laughs> and no one cares about that. And then um, they go pick up the players so, and burn them. You know, <laughs> and Atlanta's no problem either. So let's go. Let's uh, sweep. We're going to sweep that division. Dave, you agree or disagree? Um, I think it's too much to say to sweep the entire division. So if they're going to drop one, it's going to be on the road. So I'll go one and one. Don't ask me which team. They're going to sweep it. They're going to sweep it. That's my prediction. So then we have to finish off the AFC East, which is a trip to Buffalo again, and a trip down to South Beach in Miami. Brian, what do you think about those two games? I'm going to split those. We're going to we're going to see the Steelers win in Miami. And they're going to struggle in Buffalo this time around. Dave? Yeah, I think saying that if they go one and one there, that would that would be pretty, you know, a pretty good thing. But last year I picked them to lose to Buffalo in week one and they won. So that 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 was surprising. But I, I that Buffalo matchup, that's going to depend on that's going to be a big win question, Mark. Um in, in my opinion, as to how much they can what they can do there, depending on when it is during the season. But let, let's go one-on-one with those games. Yeah, and the Dolphins' new coach, not sure what that's going to look like. Uh, and I'll say one-on-one as well, just to keep it even. Now let's go to the uh, last two games, the AFC uh, South, second-place team, Indianapolis Colts, and then that road trip to Philadelphia against the Eagles. So the Colts and the Eagles on the road. Brian, what do you think? So I am, you know, it depends when you play the Colts and if you played them in the middle of the season this year, you, you had no luck because they were great in the middle of the season. They bookended, they had the bookends of hell this year. They were, they were absolutely terrible. Uh, We don't really even know who the quarterback is going to be there. You don't even know if it's going to be Carson Wentz. So I am going to go ahead and I'm going to reluctantly say that they're going to go ahead and lose that game. 
Um, ju just uh, you know, be realistic. There's going to be a game they're going to lose, so I'll go ahead and have them lose to the Colts. But Philadelphia haven't won there since 1965. It's time for that to end. If Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback, they the Steelers actually do well against mobile quarterbacks, and I believe he's. Uh, I have no reason to believe that he's not going to be the quarterback. I haven't believed in Philadelphia much, and I'm thinking that streak has got to go down. It's just like the Penguins in 1989 finally winning in Philly after losing 34 straight games at the Philly Spectrum. They are going to win at the link after uh, – I can't even do that math. What, 67 years? You're asking sure. the wrong guy. I was checking the score of the Pens game. They, they won, won two to they nothing. Won two nothing. <laughs> I was oh, listening as I was waiting. I knew that for my <laughs> so, Dave, what do you think about that Colts and Eagles game? Game. Um, I'm for... trying to. I was honestly sorry if I missed that math, Brian. What I was really doing was I was trying to do the math in my head of what I've picked so far because I was going to say, you know what? How about they win one and tie one, and they're going to end up eight, eight, and one is what I was ultimately trying to <laughs> to, to to figure out. But I'm not sure if I did that right with my picks. But uh, some something like that. Um, I I don't expect them to win that game in Philadelphia. I really don't. And 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 that Colts game that's going to be a really tough one too. So we'll make that one the tie. I'll do a split as well. Let me ask you this question before we kind of abandon this topic. Um, is there a game on the schedule, home or away, doesn't matter, that you're like I'm really looking forward to this one, Brian? Any 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 game in particular? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the Patriots at home. It's it's just that Patriots matchup. I'm definitely looking forward to them taking on Cincinnati because I I think Cincinnati, as much as they are the darling right now, you're going to everybody going to hate these guys really soon. Not because they're winning, because they're going to find a way to annoy you. And I'm going to really look forward to those Cincinnati games. And of course, when I look at the, the other games, I'm man, I just like the idea that they're playing the South and you don't get to see the Falcons and the Buccaneers that much. And they haven't done well against New Orleans lately. And I would love to see them go ahead and beat them. In fact, I don't know if Tomlin... Tomlin has never beaten the New Orleans Saints. So that would be that would be a great game to see as well. So there's a lot of games I'm looking forward to. This is an attractive looking schedule as far as I'm concerned. It's not as daunting as it was last year. So I like it. Dave, what about you? Any games that stand out? Yeah, I always like to to watch some different i'm thinking about going to heinz field and i always like to watch oh, some behind field well going to pittsburgh to watch <laughs> to to you know on 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 the on the north side you know on the north shore um next to next to the science center and and, and watch games i i like different opponents i actually i have seen the steelers play the buccaneers before i was there trying to tell people why in the world are you leaving? They still have two timeouts. As long as they don't shank the punt, they should win. But then we all know what happened um, with that one. Um, well, maybe we don't all know, but a lot of us do. So I'm, I am looking forward to, like Brian said, those, those NFC South opponents. Um, I don't like the division games to go to nearly as much. I really don't. They get me a little bit too fired up. 
But uh, those are always good matchups. But those are ones that I'm going to uh, view view from the luxury of my couch, um, if all goes well there. Yeah, this I don't know. There's something about the Colts. Maybe it's because the Colts are a team the Steelers always seem to smack around, uh, which is always fun. Uh, or it can be a good game. The last time they played the Colts was Dave was at my house watching that game with my dad. Uh, the come mm-hmm. from behind win in, in 2020 that sealed the playoff win in the AFC North division. So I always interested to see that Colts game and it's going to be at Lucas oil field. I think that's a cool venue um, on the road. Just the classic blue and white brings back some memories of Peyton Manning, which I, this is a good segue here. I want to ask you all a question. I asked Michael Beck on uh let's ride. If you want to check it out on Friday morning, you Kenny always joins me every Friday. So we know Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady both retired. It's kind of ushering out that era of quarterback. Think about the quarterbacks in that era. You're talking about Ben, Brady, Breeze, Rivers, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. I could go on. There's more. Would you say that that is the greatest era of quarterbacks of all time? Brian, we'll start with you. Hmm. You got to think about it a little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, well, you've got Montana, Marino, Elway. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying it is. No, no. I mean, it's. It's pretty close. Now, the 2004 draft was the greatest quarterback draft ever, and I think that's going to beat the 83 draft with a lot of those guys that I just mentioned. But it is, uh, it's up there, and I think that would be a fantastic stat geek. Dave, what do you think about oh, that? Oh, my. That would be tough. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that would be – well, because – they're playing in different eras. You could really, you didn't really have to bring the numbers. I think that era of quarterback gave you the most at one time of great quarterbacks. You know what I'm? Does that make any sense? That that you know, like you you had the great you know Joe Montana and and that. But right now, when you talk about the number of players you just ripped off all playing at the same time, all have all played against each other. To me, that gave you uh, just a higher quantity of quality quarterbacks all at the same. Look, look at Tom Brady won so many Super Bowls. Any of those other guys, you know, they're all fighting for each other. I mean, they, they all were fighting against each other just to get there. You know, Ben, you know, nice job with two. Eli had two. Why did Philip Rivers never get there? Because he always had to worry about Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. There was just too many um, really good quarterbacks all at one time. So I think they had that had the, the most quarterbacks at the very top at one time. So I'm going to say, I will say yes to answer your question. Okay, so let's go back. I, I And Michael and I kind of talked about this. We said you had to throw the 70s out because it just wasn't that style of football. Yeah. It, it wasn't conducive yeah. to having those type of quarterbacks. You have to go to that Marina, uh, Marino, uh, Montana, Elway, Kelly. Who am I missing from that era? Would you put a Warren Moon up there? Would you, you know, um, Randall Cunningham, would you have him in that list? Like that's what I'm trying to think of because we know all the recent memory guys. We know the the ones that we just rattled off, and I'm sure we forgot some as well. Um, who am I forgetting though from that era? We're talking 80s going into the 90s that would be on that list of great quarterbacks of that era. It just depends. Do you want to? I would definitely put Moon in. Moon's a Hall of Famer. I'm I'm putting him in. Uh, um 
you're looking at like Phil Sims, Randall Cunningham, I think they might miss just a little bit there. But one guy that uh, that was still around in there, Dan Fouts, Ugh. is a guy that you cannot forget about in the 80s. Um, I just want to forget well, about yeah, him announcing yeah, games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what announcing games. He was dreadful, but yeah. as a quarterback, my, my gosh, that, I mean, he gave the Steelers a lot. Uh, but Fouts was absolutely fantastic. You know, if you want to put Boomer Siason on that list, I don't know where you want to throw Boomer in. And I mentioned Phil Sims. I mean, there's guys like that. You know, you could argue those kind of guys too. I but Jim like Kelly reaping. is the guy. I, you know, I, Jim Kelly's in that group for sure. I mean, yeah. the K gun mm-hmm. offense. He's in that group. I've, but I feel like we're starting <laughs> he to didn't hold anything back. Sorry. <laughs> Live chat. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're really reaching. And I, I, I was that referring to the Saturday Night Live sketch with Dan Fouts? Um, is that what he's. Well, no, no, from, oh, from yeah. Waterboy. <laughs> yeah. What? Last game of the season. Waterboy. Uh, Last game of the oh. season. Can't hold anything back. That's one of the greatest Saturday Night Live sketches that no one else has seen. You can't find it anywhere. It was where Will Ferrell plays Dan Fouts. And they're making fun of that Monday Night Football crew that was um, Dan Fouts. Who was the comedian? Uh, come on, Brian. Dennis Miller. Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller. Dennis Miller and, from Pittsburgh. Yeah, right, yeah. And, but Will Ferrell is hysterical in that sketch as Dan Fouts. And they go, Dan, what do you think? Who's going to win this game? I think the team that probably gets that ball across the line and more than the other, probably going to win this game. Guys. <laughs> it's just the most mundane <laughs> analysis ever, but okay. Um, so, but still going back to the quarterback thing. Yeah. You could talk about Sims. You can talk about uh boomer. You can talk about Fouts in the earlier era, but I still feel like we're reaching a little bit. The, the era that I was referring to, we don't have to reach, you know, rivers is there. The Manning brothers are there. Peyton, uh, or I'm sorry, Tom Brady, obviously. Ben Roethlisberger, yes. I mean, who am I? Who am I? Drew Brees, yes. Like that's six quarterbacks right there that are just outstanding quarterbacks that have s- tremendous success. And I, who am I forgetting? I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Am I forgetting someone from that era? Yeah, you've got. Where do you want to put Favre and Rogers? In well, that? yeah. I mean, so there you go. I've. Yeah. Favre maybe might yeah he might be uh, he's kind of like a tweener in between the two eras. Rogers for sure is yeah. in that era. So all right, that was all. Just a, just a good question there. Let's talk a little bit about the upcoming Andy game Dalton. On... <laughs> oh, we're just gonna start throwing out joking names. All right, we Baker Mayfield. On... Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Clipboard sorry. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> and for those that are coming in and said, "Hey, did you hear?" Yes. We started the show with 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 TJ Watt winning Defensive Player of the Year. That was that we didn't even start the show until after that was announced. So yeah, yeah. Someone said Chad Pennington. Hey, <laughs> he's from Marshall. I always always hate West Virginia connection, but no. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl before we get to the actual game itself. Does anyone else get a little sad or depressed on like Super Bowl Sunday? I kind of do because you realize this is the last football game until That's it. Sep- still September. Yeah. When you think about how ridiculous the NFL schedule is, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but the actual games themselves, is anyone else, Brian, do you get a little sad? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's, I feel like they should be there and you're missing something and there's nothing like it when they're there. Yeah. 
USFL. I'm not watching the USFL. Get out of here with that. Dave, Dave, what about you? Super Bowl Sunday? Is it a little kind of sad or depressing? Yeah, it is. Normally, it's the day after that I'm like, oh, man, I'm not going to get a chance to watch football again. But I feel the same way after the Steelers last game. Because, yes, there's still other football to watch, but I know that I'm not going to get to see the Steelers again until that time. So, to, to me... You know, the Steelers are out, but I'm like, well, at least I can watch a little bit more football, but it's not going to be the same. And then after this one, it's no, can't watch any. Well, if you can call the other stuff professional football, I, I guess they're, they're getting paid. But yeah, um, no more NFL until I mean, I don't know. We I even look for, even you look forward to the Hall of Fame game, even if it's not the Steelers, just to actually know that there's some football going on. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it, but I mean, at least it's good to know it's good to know that there's at least football going on, like you yep. said. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about the game this Sunday. Um, uh, let's talk about the spread, which has changed. It has changed yeah. uh, a lot. What do you have for us on the latest there, Dave? Okay, well, it, it changed. It's funny because it was holding steady for the longest time at four points. And then when I went to write the odds article, it had changed to four and a half. Yeah, it's back to four. <laughs> Tally site so, has it at three and a half, Dave. Well, Tally site, Schmally site, DraftKings Draft Sportbook, which which is who we do our reporting for, yeah, they have it at four. No, I know that. I'm just saying that the, yeah. when we do our picks at Tally yeah. site, it's at three and a half, which is crazy. But still, let's stick with four. Yeah. You said that's what DraftKings has it at now. I knew the yes. line had changed a little bit. The over-under at 48 and a half, Dave? Uh, that's correct. Okay. So Dave, let's start with you. What do you think about this game between the Bengals and the Rams? How do you see it playing out in terms of the spread and the over-under? Well, my first thought would be, oh, well, these teams, you're looking at the over, you're looking at the over. But sometimes teams that haven't been there before or for a while, I mean, the Rams, it hasn't been that long. But the Bengals, it's been a long time, a long, long time that they come out kind of tight, kind of cold, kind of, you know, not all together. But maybe it's the defense that comes out tight and cold. You never know who's going to start off and kind of not be coming through the whole way. I I think it's going to be a decent scoring game. I think it'll still be close uh, in the fourth quarter. I would love it to be like the rest of the, the playoffs, the, the, the last couple weeks of the playoffs where the games were phenomenal. Uh, I just don't know if it'll go there. Uh, the biggest question is going to be that offensive line of the Bengals going up against that defensive line of the Rams. How many sacks are they going to be giving up? So it, it, I would not be shocked if it's coming down to the Bengals need to, I don't know, field goal to tie or touchdown to win or whatever. And Joe Burrow just doesn't have the time to throw. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if that's how uh, how it went down at all. So did I hear your pick in there? Like, oh, did you actually want to pick? You just yes. asked. You have thought. I don't, I need, I don't need a score. Okay. I don't need a score. But oh. who do you think is going to win? I'm, I'm I'm taking. I'm going to. I'm taking the Rams to win and cover, but not much. Oh. And over under. Um, over, let's see, what did I say? I'm thinking of the score I gave on, on, on Scobro show, then it would be an over. Okay. So you have the Rams giving four Mm -hmm. and the over Brian, what about you? What do you see? I think there's going to be a lot of field goals in this game. And I'm also thinking that 
the under is probably it's gonna I keep on looking back to 13 to 3, the Patriots and the Rams just a couple years yeah. ago. And I, I, I keep on thinking and what Dave said about teams starting off slow, especially for the fact that they haven't been around in this game. And so I agree with all of that. I actually think that the Bengals train is not going to stop. And that's something that I do not want to say. But I am I've already put this on Tally's site. I put it on like a week ago. And I'm thinking it again. I think the Bengals not only cover, but win. So what about over-under? What do you think there? Under. Okay. For me, I'm going with a – the pick is different than the outcome. I think the Rams win the game. I think the Bengals make a furious comeback and make it close. I take the Rams to win straight up. If you were taking money line bet, not going to win much, but take the money line bet. And then also I'm going to take the Bengals getting points, but not the win. And I'm going to take the over at 48 and a half. I think it's going to be a higher scoring affair, especially in the second half, even though that's not the way the Bengals defense trends. They tend to give up more points in the first half and then tighten up in the second half. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes down uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Brian, something that you uh, always do, you always kind of regurgitate the article from the previous year about etiquette during the Super Bowl. What is the one thing you hate the most about people that just randomly show up to your house for a Super Bowl party? The phrase, I'm just here for the commercials. (laughs) (laughs) But the commercials are so don't be here. They're not even funny anymore. That's what's really lousy is if the commercials used to be good, whether it was the Budweiser frogs or the, uh, you know, there used to be a lot of good ads. I don't think they're that good anymore. Uh, Dave, is there one big party uh, no-no that you have the things that bothers you the most? Um, well, how do I say it? I'm just here for the halftime show. That's worse in my opinion. Yeah, that's, I, I just don't like to, I don't like to be I, around. I watch the halftime show. I yeah. just, I do watch the commercials, but I, I, that's when I get the kids to bed during halftime. So I don't have to watch it. I, uh, I don't like people that don't know anything about football and they <laughs> do one and they do one of two things. They either ask me a million questions during the Super Bowl, or they decide that they're going to try to tell me exactly what's happening. And they have no clue. <laughs> And so I normally just sit there quiet I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like one of two type of people. It's like, geez. Like, okay. You don't know what you're talking about. So I don't even want to entertain your thoughts right now. Or well, why'd they call that? Why is there a flag on there? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And I'll just literally be like, I need to go find other television <laughs> somewhere, yeah. somewhere. But all right. Hey, do we have trivia tonight? Yeah, we do. I, I was just going to say, I think I said this before that I th- was it the, it was the it was the Buccaneers and and Raiders Super Bowl. I was before uh, Jeff. You would have been what in middle school <laughs> for that one. What year? Um, that was was that oh one or was that no that was no, 02 that was 02, season oh two the oh two season oh I can I'm, I don't know I'm just making fun graduated anyway. high school in oh one okay you so you were you were in college at least well I <laughs> I, I was I was asked to go. Um, to a Super Bowl party with my wife, who was not my wife yet. We didn't get married until until the next. And wait, that was the O two season. So yeah, we got married that summer. Um, 
And it was exactly that people that had no idea what was going on. And they would, they would constantly just ask me questions to explain. I mean, they didn't even understand what it meant to get a first down. And I'm like, I said, to my wife, I'm like, don't ever make me go and do this again. So, yeah. and I didn't anyway, trivia, you ready for it? Yep. All right. Um, just as a quick recap, this isn't really trivia because we should know this. Who led the Steelers in tackles this year? Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick led the Steelers in tackles this year. Do you know how many he had? Was it 124? Yes. Now, remember, tackles are not an official NFL statistic, but they do actually keep track of them um, from the official things that you get from the NFL. They just really don't count them. They don't go back and dispute them, th things of that nature. Um, now, things like drop passes um, uh, and and those those kind of things are not official. Definitely aren't official NFL statistics. You get different answers from different outlets. But when it comes to tackles, there is a pretty well established number that that they go with. When it comes to the Steelers, who who is the all time leader for tackles in a season, and what season was it? Because Minka Fitzpatrick is now in the top ten. So 124 puts him in the top 10 to yes. give us a little bit of uh, information there. Um, is he the only defensive back on the list? I'm just having this okay. out of curiosity. Is he the only defensive back on the list? Uh, well, in the top 10, yes. And That's I will I tell the you that there's that, that I say it's top 10 times it's happened because it's individual season, but uh, there's some players on there as many as four times in the top 10. I'm going to say James Ferrier. Okay. And I'm going to go with 148. I don't know why that number is. Oh, no, I'd say what year. Oh, oh what year? I thought you meant what, how many yeah. they had. Um, 2004. Okay. One Brian Anthony Davis. I would say 2004 as well. If uh, we are talking about Farrier, so I'm I'm going to jump on that guess too. I'm trying to find Farrier for 2004. Um, do 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 because the answer is James Farrier. But when it comes to 2004, that ranks him 48th all time in the season. With 95. Nice. It's actually James Ferrier had the most tackles in 2003. Oh, he had 141 combined tackles. And he is not only is he top number one on the list, he's number one, number three, number five, and number 10. How many did he have in 2003 again? He said 141. Oh, 141. Was you were pretty close. Wasn't off. Now, Bro. the player that's second on the list is also fourth on the list and also eighth on the list. And the idea who that player would be. David Little. <laughs> and, and Jeff no. is just silent. <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to say whether I was right or not. No, um, no. I was, I'll go Larry Foote, the guy next to James Ferrier. Um. That would be one Lawrence Timmons. Hot. 135. 
and 132 and 126, which, you know, that's just ahead of, of Minka Fitzpatrick. And uh, his best season was in 2010. Could I tell a really fast James Ferrier story real quick? So I went to his uh, first year in Pittsburgh was 2003. In 2004, I went to a, uh, it was a Texans Jets game because I was in training for my job for three weeks in New Jersey. So buddy of mine, he said, hey, I could get us tickets. So we got tickets. We went down to this game. We're in the end zone watching just a meaningless game. The Jets were a playoff team. The Steelers actually played the Jets that year. And I was among all Jets fans. So I was rooting for the Jets just to be cordial. I, I had no stake whatsoever. And the guy, I made friends with the guys behind me. And I said, hey, we're loving James Ferrier. He was like, yeah, I know. We couldn't get a Yugo for the guy. And he's like, MVP for you. <laughs> yeah. He, he was one of the greatest free agent pickups in Steelers history. Yes, because if you guys didn't get it, which I figured you would, I was I was going to say um, that he was actually a player that was drafted higher than Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he was the first round pick, wasn't he? Yeah, not only that, he was uh, the eighth. He was the eighth overall pick. And some other James Ferrier trivia is that he actually played against Mike Tomlin when at the University of Virginia, he was a freshman and Mike Tomlin was a senior at William and Mary. Wow. There you go. All right. Good stuff. There you go. That was my trivia. I just answered my own question. Brian, go ahead. And what's your trivia for this evening? We are only going to do one this evening. And this player went undrafted out of South Carolina state university, where he was a teammate of hall of fame linebacker, Harry Carson. You said South Carolina state. Yes. Undrafted out of South Carolina state. That has to be, um, that's gotta be Donnie shell. Well, so we're going to do two tonight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, who else came from South Carolina State? Uh, Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave. Very good. Grave digger. Yeah. So this gentleman. Jay Wobble. (laughs) This gentleman played guard and linebacker at the University of Dayton. 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 Wow. Guard and linebacker. Is that what he said? Yes. Okay, next question. Born in Cleveland, Ohio, he won two NFL championships playing for his hometown, Cleveland Browns. One, two. I'm thinking of Banizak because he was, his dad was heartbroken when he went to Pittsburgh, but he didn't play for the Browns, so that's not it. Worked as a defensive line coach for the Chargers the year after his playing career ended. Won four Super Bowl championships while serving as head coach of the Steelers from 1969 to 1991. Oh, my goodness. Chuck Knoll. Yikes. And that was the number one question. For as good as we were with Donnie Shell, we were equally as bad with Chuck (laughs) Knoll. Yeah. I, I honestly, I never thought about anything other than a player. I just, I, that's my, my brain never went there. That's why I said this gentleman. Ah, I'd see. There you go. But 
the, I mean, you never said it had to be a player. So I just, that was my own mistake. Yeah. All right, Brian, I'll let you go first. Final thoughts. Hey, the Steelers aren't in it. I get it. I feel you. I have that pain too, but it's still Super Bowl weekend. It's still a national holiday of for us sports geeks. And I got to tell you, it's still fun, but check out Jeff's show tomorrow talking about Steeler memories, which I am still heartbroken that I was not asked to be on that show with all of my Steeler Super Bowl memories. And you go with blue check back. It's so only a 30 minute show, Brian. I couldn't I fit it in say, an hour and a half. Exactly. Jeff wouldn't be able to get a word in. And I only do Super Bowls that I was alive for. So you're, I'm already cutting it down. So like, it's only from Super Bowl 30 on. And I just tell stories about what I remember about the game. Anyways, Dave, go ahead. Final thoughts. No, Brian. Wait, was Brian done? Oh, I don't know. Brian, were you done? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Okay, okay. he's done. <laughs> uh, fi- final thoughts. Yeah, tonight's topic was really tough. There are so many question marks with the Steelers team going forward, and it's just really weird to think about that. There's still two teams that are dealing, you know, th- still thinking about the 2021 season because. You know, with all the coaching changes and everything else around the league and the Steelers needing to 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 shore up their coaching staff, it is kind of weird that there is another game left, but there is one last game left, and let's enjoy it for it being football. Um, if you're just someone who can enjoy football, even when it's not the Steelers. But really, I'm saying bring on the offseason. Bring on the answers to the questions. That's what I'm looking forward to more than anything. I really don't know what to expect from from this team in in 2022 until we finally get some answers to the questions. So um, for someone who, who really likes questions, I'm ready for the answers. Speaking of the prediction, the, the one thing, you know, everyone always laughs when I never pick against the Steelers. And I'm never going to pick <laughs> against the Steelers, but this year is going to be really difficult based on the fact that you don't have number seven there. You know, that, that used to always oh, yeah. be what I would say. They got Ben. And we get, you got a chance when you have Ben. Who knows? But that's going to make for a really interesting and exciting offseason. And we'll be with you every step of the way at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. Just search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. You'll find us. Subscribe, follow so you don't miss a thing. That's Dave Statgeek, Brian's Here We Go podcast with Kevin Smith, my Let's Ride podcast. You want to check it all out, not just those shows. So, all right, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. All right, we'll see you next week for another Steelers preview. Take it easy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.